Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods. Today we have Josh Jones and Kelly Pupo as a guest co-host. This was a fun one. We break down a forward-facing sonar a little bit. We talk about some funny stories that Josh had about people kind of just giving him crap online, which is is really funny. And uh, we talk a, a little bit about everything. Texas, he's going to try to catch some big fish in California. And uh, great episode. Thanks for coming on, Josh. Appreciate it. It was in studio, so it was a lot of fun. Um, this month's Patreon is sponsored by Blanked. They donated three baits, uh, TK, a Joker, and a Ghost. So please sign up for the Patreon. Patreon packages will go out this week. Been very busy with work and the Viking head crap. So uh, check that out. Um, YouTube's kind of on hold right now because I'm so busy. I'm trying to keep up with the podcast itself. So uh, I should have some more episodes up soon. I am recording video as well, so I'll have it backloaded. Um, Next Monday will be Ryan Block. Uh, I have Sudden Impact coming on today and uh, Jerry Bustrello's coming on tomorrow, which should be a good one. Really good one. Um, I think that's about it. Spotty Roundtable should be coming up pretty soon. It had some odd, big audio issues. That's why you guys haven't heard it. Um, And that's about it. Oh, this weekend we have uh, the... Battle of the Brands. If you guys want to check out a Calico tournament, we'll be down there. I'll be down there all day hanging out. doing. Um, we'll be doing a weigh-in. I uh, will also be doing um, like some kind of YouTube video, I guess, for it. Because it, it, we're going to record it all somehow. And just so we could put it up, hey, this is what we did at this tournament. You guys can see yourself doing a weigh-in or something. I don't know, something fun. I do have a quick little read I want to do for... Uh, Friosbottles.com. So uh, it it's owned by uh, uh, Aldo from Boondocks, and I think it's his cousin. It's a veteran-owned and family-operated uh, company. Keeps water cold for over 24 hours and hot for 12. Um, they didn't want a high-priced bottle, so they, they kept it at a good price point. Please go check them out. I have one, and my wife have one, and I love them. I'm trying to drink more water and be healthy and not be a fat piece of shit anymore, so... It helps me keep my water cold. I haven't tried to put beer in there yet because I'm trying to take a break from beer for a little bit, but it'll probably hold a good 32 high life for sure. It's a big son of a bitch. Probably two of them. So it'll be great to hold beer in as well. So uh, check them out. Please support them. Great company. Great guy. It is friosbottles.com. F-R-I-O-S-B-O-T-T-L-E-S.com. So please check that out for me. Uh, Great dude. Great company. And um, I use them. So, I, I mean, they work really good. So check that out. And I hope you guys like this episode. Five-star review would be great if you can. And uh, that's about it. See you guys. Uh, so in studio today, we have Josh Jones and uh, Kelly Pupo. This one, we're going to kind of run back with Josh about what he's been doing, all the big fish he's been catching, and get a little more into uh, detail about, like, live scope, uh, the way he likes to fish. Kelly's here kind of with the more technical questions because I am a fucking idiot. So uh, uh, run back if everyone, anyone hasn't listened. Uh, kind of t- 
Tell them where you where you uh, kind of cut your teeth fishing and what you've done. Yeah, uh, born Arkansas, raised in Oklahoma, and now I'm spending most of my time in Texas fishing. What uh? So talk about uh, I guess the crappie thing and the crossover and kind of like how I guess you you and Milliken kind of both were new at the same time or did you kind of hit it first? Uh, you know he's been YouTubing for six seven years now. Okay, six seven years ago I was installing cable. <laughs> I was actually installing cable until April of 2020. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. COVID, I I lost my job. I got fired, actually. Long story. Fired? Fired. I Did you fired. get COVID and they fired you? No. Well, I had knee surgery the day before okay. Thanksgiving, and I, I was in therapy, and I went and fished a tournament. Oh. Yeah, okay. and I won five grand, and they're like, you're working on disability, so you're fired. So oh, anyway, that sucks. Best thing that ever happened to me. I went crazy <laughs> fishing all over the, the country for the most part, but um, that was in 2020. And I guess that was uh, the first year I really, really fished hard. Started fishing some crappie tournaments, did really well, and then I got bored with that. And then, but I've been I bass fished my whole entire life. So. Okay, the crappie thing was like kind of your bread and butter, like what you did though. Yeah, I started crappie fishing long before four face and sonar. You know, okay. um, I think I was actual a licensed guide in 2014. I had my corporate world job. Um, I went and like I installed cable, man, and I went and installed this guy's internet or fixed it or whatever it was and he worked for garmin and first day i ever met him he gave me a nine inch unit and this was 2014 probably okay. maybe 13 i had a 15 foot flat bottom boat so <laughs> the unit literally cost more than my boat and then a year later two years whatever it was i got one of the first beta units on the panoptics the original panoptics i had no idea what i was doing no one did because did it, you did how did you get that hookup to the guy you just uh, kept in touch with them i went to his house yeah and i told him jimmy houston's a good friend of mine and i had just filmed a crappie show with jimmy oh, okay and it was on tv and then i walked into his house he had a lawrence banner and i was like you work for lawrence he's like well i used to now i work for garmin and just got talking he gave me a unit take home and yeah put me on the beta staff so testing softwares and who was who was on that staff with you and were you able to communicate to other guys that were trying at the same time no i had no communication with any of them i didn't know any of them so you're uh, <laughs> you were on there doing this on your own fishing crappie tournaments with that well i wasn't fishing crappie tournaments until 2020 okay um i was guiding but I got this unit, which back then I really didn't even use electronics because I had like a little five-inch hummingbird, I think it was, <laughs> on my old boat. So I didn't use electronics at all. I basically just fished docks and brush piles and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, a year later, whatever it was, 2015, I got the first forward-facing sonar. And it wasn't in a box. It was just like a prototype unit. And I went to his house and he handed it to me. And I was like, what's this? Cause it's just a bunch of cord and, a, and he's like, uh, that's live sonar. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I said, well, what do you want me to do with it? And he said, I don't know. You'll figure it out. So I put it on my boat, on my troll motor. I didn't know if I was going to put it on the bat. I didn't know what I was going to do with that. Put it on the troll motor. Uh, yeah. And six months, a year later, whatever it was, accidentally, I saw the first fish hit my bait on Ford face and sonar Ac complete accident. I yeah. caught a fish. I put it in the live well. When, well, when I went to put it in the live well, I set my pole in the water and it happened to be lined up with the Ford. And at the moment I went to pick up the pole, I saw the bite 
and at that moment i knew my like my <laughs> life had just changed we were we were just smashing the crappie sky took lake we we're out pomony creek and uh we'd already had like a hundred we were out there all day long and my buddy was with me after after i caught the first fish that's all i wanted to do was go catch more and he caught probably 40 to my two the rest of the day he kept saying quit looking at that screen and i was just like so mesmerized but those days of trying to figure out back then they were just blobs you just saw a blob like a two pound blob was the same as a 10 pound carp swimming by okay like, there was no definition you no okay. you couldn't tell nothing so that right there those years what was it three years of staring at that is how i actually figured out fish behavior I knew what a carp look. I knew what a carp was without being able to see it. I knew what a catfish was. I knew what and a the d- was. different generations just probably got easier and easier. For yeah, you man, because I already knew what species these fish were before this new generation came out, and they were kind of hinting like this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. So I kind of knew, but at that point, I already knew fish behavior, just staring at the blobs. Okay. You know, I could tell. Okay, that's a crappie. It's out there sitting still. All right, well, that's a catfish because it's, it's moving. All right, this is a buffalo because the buffalo and the carp always kind of move faster than every other fish, unless it's a striper. A striper move real fast. So anyways, looking at the blobs is when I really could tell what species is what. That was, that was three years of you working on that, though, right? Yeah, and I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have Google. I didn't have nothing. It was me. I was I dropped my little bait in front of I couldn't tell you how many carp and gar and everything else before i learned this is a crappie i need to drop on this yeah i didn't ever really try to bass fish with it i kind of tried and i just got bass following one after another yeah and then june live scope came out june of 2018 no july okay i got mine in june and uh yeah man I, all the people online i was crappie fishing a lot catching big crappie <laughs> Let's see him do what with the pros. Let's see him come yeah. out on the national trail, you know? Yeah. Well, I went on the national trail and uh, won like 75% of it. No way. Yeah. I mean, I've won. Is it money just wasn't there for, for the national trail? I mean, it was. Uh, 20, well, I guess it was 2020. Won on the crappie trail, probably won 125 grand. Oh, damn. Won three or four boats. National championship, angler of the year. I know I won three rangers. Maybe four, but yeah, it, I mean, just got old for you. Well, it didn't even get old. Just drama, man. Hey, Golly. Hey, but you left one drama to come into another fucking yeah, drama. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I got in on it early. Obviously that's why I was better than everyone, but okay. I learned everything I learned from my time and my money and my everything on the water. Okay. I, I didn't learn from anyone, so no one can say, oh, I taught him that. Nobody. So let's move to the bass portion uh, when you decided to get out of the crappie thing and start focusing on bass. Yeah, so, I mean, I bass fished a lot. There was there was one uh, summer, I don't know, 2015, 16, whatever it was. In June, I caught over 28-pounders in Oklahoma. Wow. Mostly on top water, some on swim baits. So I've been bass fishing a while, you know. That was before electronics. And I went out, I was successful crappie fishing. And one day it was after knee surgery. Was it 2020? It was somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was laying in bed and I was just like, you know what? I knew a lake, a little Prague Lake in Oklahoma, 
people probably know where it is, but uh, I'd been crappie fishing it, and I'd been seeing these bass in these trees, what I thought were bass. Mm-hmm. I'd never bass fished with it up until this point. This was with, with live scope. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of the bull crap. I'm going to go bass fishing. So whatever year this was, it was January of 2020, maybe 2021. I don't know. So I got up, got my bass stuff. Oh, I had like one good rod and it wasn't even good. Now looking back at it, (laughs) the line I had was probably five years old, you know, and I went out, never thrown an a rig in my life, bought some, some, uh, Alabama rig, cheap Alabama rigs. Umbrella. Umbrella. (laughs) I think that's what it was. And, uh, went to the lake. Got to the lake, back the truck in the water. I'll never forget. I still got this uh, GoPro footage, actually. I'm parked on the ramp, and I walk back, and I turn the GoPro on. Go ahead and launch the boat. Went, parked the truck, walked back down, got in the boat, and caught my first eight-pounder and stopped the GoPro five and a half minutes in. I wasn't fishing for two minutes. And you caught got my, an eight. An eight. Like, what's the, what was, what's like a, a big fish? A giant trophy put on the wall is eight pounds in Oklahoma. Really? So you caught a trophy right your first. And I've caught five hundred since in Oklahoma and Texas combined. But mo, you know, I started making a name for myself in Oklahoma, catching eight pounders. Like people thought that was cool. I still think it's cool, but that's another whole nother the conversation. Yeah, when people go, I like, dude, if I catch an eight, I'm fucking stoked, dude. Yeah. Kelly saw me catch a five and about lose my shit, you know? <laughs> and, man, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, you catch enough of them, you're, it's like try to I get guess. bigger. I still love eight-pounders. I'll still take a picture of one, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. And it was like a month later, I caught an 11 and a 12 in the same day. At? In Oklahoma. So do you, have, do you hold records in Oklahoma? They stopped doing the lake records, man. They're so backwards over there. But now they, they upgraded. They did the eat the fish. What did they do? Eat. Right. How did you see that? You posted it. No. <laughs> yeah. Dude, these people are so backwards. What did they say? What is it? What uh, it here. I got it right here. On. Here. I got an email from the wildlife department. Okay. This is what it, this is what it says. True story. So the email says, bass, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> and it has a picture of a guy holding a bass catch clean and cook bass and it literally teaches you how to catch clean and cook a bass oh boy these but are the this s- was a subject that came up with butch and mike they said we need to keep small fish right? i i agree yeah i mean you gotta harvest the juvenile fish yeah 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 so o- overpopulation is not good i wouldn't have an issue with this at all but these people were adamant <laughs> that the texas share lunker program did not work Okay. Oh, anyone oh in the boy. history of fishing knows that it works right of if you have it. hands down it has been proven so yeah i mean <clears throat> so that's where i have an issue i don't mind catching and you didn't bass. you haven't talked to him since the last time no man that. that didn't go very well <laughs> no but uh, i don't blame you <laughs> yeah i got no problem like i just actually kept some the other day and ate them you know did you no big deal i try to keep kentucky Were spotted eight, bass eight no. no, I'm just kidding. So here's something else. I did actually have to clean an eight pounder because it died in my live well. Okay. And in like five, ten minutes, it was dead. So now I'm like, man, summertime, let's just try not to put them in the live wells. In West Texas, you see guys. Yeah. They're putting them in their live, holding their four pounders, 
four fish, two in each hand, you know, for a pair of just you, Have that. you seen that? Do you, ever, do you follow Western Outdoor News? Uh-uh. There's a dude with an A-rig catch. And I don't... Dude, it looks dead as fuck. He's like, oh! And all five are stuck. Rig He pulls it up, and he it looks like he goes like this. And I'm like, those are fucking shaky, dude. And they're all just, like, limp. And I'm dead. like, five at a time. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've caught four at a time, several times. Me and Jimmy Houston were filming a show. I think we had eight on at once. Fuck. On two baits. Yeah, wow. yeah. But they weren't big. Yeah, they were small. Yeah, that's usually what happens, right, with the... Yeah, uh... I've caught like a couple fives before, nothing special. Yeah, no, that's, that shit was funny when I saw it on there. But that's crazy. I got to see that video. I'll, I'll have to show show it to you. Yeah, I want to see that. The, the comments were fucking awesome. <laughs> probably like going to my page. <laughs> they yeah. probably will too. <laughs> yeah. um, so then you're you're on the the bass. You figured so your bite out. I figured exactly out. These fish were virgins to any Alabama rig. The fish I was targeting were out in the middle of the lake. Never, probably, I'm I'm sure they've seen a lure, but most of their life, they definitely never seen an A-Rig. Mm-hmm. So I went on the wildlife department and I figured out every lake they stocked Florida bass. And I think I fished every lake in Oklahoma that has a Florida bass in it. So um, I've been to every single lake. I know these lakes like the back of my hand. I fished every single day, man. Um, I was fishing 320 days a year. So we actually had a meeting, which we might talk about later, with the wildlife department. I was like, hey, guys. I can teach you what's in these lakes. You don't need to electrofish. I know more about these lakes than you know about these lakes. Trust me. And, yeah, they they know more than me. Have still. you tried to go on the trips with them? No, they're not. Mm-hmm. They won't do not anything like with that. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, now you're mostly Texas now. That you kind of yeah, on. once I got a taste of a 15-pound largemouth, I'm like, okay, I'm going to. And there's, you know, one of my best friends caught a 17. Yeah. Kyle Hall, one of my yeah, really good friends. Yeah, you talked about that story on yeah. I mean, I've had my, I've touched a 17, a 16, two 15s, and five, six, seven, 14 pounders. Like, I've literally touched them. Has anyone caught bigger than 17? No. No. They're, well, state record back in the day. Yeah. But my buddy Brody, now he caught that 17. And that's been the biggest. Yeah. And it might not last. There's some big ones. Did you, uh, it just even from the last four months or three, three or four months have been on, how much more pressure has the lake gotten? Man, it's not bad. No, is it really? Is it okay? It's not bad. Um, there has been a few tournaments, 100 plus boat tournaments. The lake can't handle that much pressure, especially in the middle of summer. You know, um, yeah, it's the last year, 2021, when we discovered it, it was insane. 100 fish days every day. I caught a 40-pound stringer like 20 days in a row. Wow. Now, you might catch 30 fish a day. I mean, <laughs> they're they're either getting educated or dying. I mean, I've seen a lot of dead fish out there Floating. this year. Floating, uh. man. Biggins. One of the bow fishing guides was like, man, I've been bow fishing out here for 25 years. I've never seen so many dead fish. Just letting you know, I don't care. That's not my thing, but maybe you need to talk to someone. Not that I'm going to be able to do anything. But I did have discussions with Texas Parks and Wildlife, and it's kind of a an area that you really don't want to discuss with people because people get so angry. But post-tournament mortality and putting fish in a live well kills a lot of fish. What do you do to keep your fish uh, healthy in the live well? Do you use like a certain no man certain pellets? I don't. Use? If the water temps above like sixty, I'm not putting one in the live well. Okay. Um, 
But if it's if it's cool, they're gonna stay pretty much good. Um, but if you take it from one temperature to another temperature, that's a death sentence. Yeah. So that fish probably isn't gonna make it. It's like any fish, right? I mean. Yeah, I think so. You yeah. want to try to stay within two or three degrees. Um. So since we have Kelly here, I kind of want to jump into the uh, forward-facing sonar stuff. Maybe yeah. a couple questions he has because I have no clue. I know Kelly has it on his boat and kind of has used it. So, Kelly, take it over, man. Yeah, I'm used to the pan optics is what I've been getting myself acclimated with on my second year. And I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, but for my generation, that's like, you know, zero to a thousand, you know. Here's, here's a quick question that I don't want to forget wise. either. Do you remember when something like this happened a long time ago where people were going, it's fucking cheating, can't use a fish finder now because it has a side scanner, you know? When we got the pa- Lawrence paper graph, that, that, that was like the Bible. I mean, you saw it on paper. There was no question about it. And it was black and white, you know, proof. And you can, <laughs> you can relate and you can reflect on that paper. And guys would save the paper and save sections of it. And everything was on that paper. And you can make notes on that paper, write on it and save it and log it. And that's what we did. Were people tripping out there saying like it's Yeah, cheating? that was... A, well, that, that was a whole nother level. Like, okay. yeah, because the fact is it's, it's the, the dollar amount. How many people can afford that unit versus, you know, and that's where we're going to head to later on in this conversation. But yeah, so, all you know, money, some people can afford it. Some people can't. There's an there's an advantage, dis, disadvantage, you know, so I could see that in club <clears throat> tournaments, like maybe pulling it back, possibly. But if you're in fucking the elites or if you're up there, it's like you got to buy it. It's just part of the game, right? Yeah, that's that's a whole nother whole nother deal there. In fact, the majority of the guys, even with the sponsorships, they're having to buy before they had all the technology. They had to go with the leader, who was on the cutting leaning edge. Yeah, right. You you can you can you know all about that. You've seen that. I mean, <laughs> anybody who's in the game. I mean, it's just like if you want to be on the top and be competitive, you got to have the you got to have the equipment. If you don't have it, you're going to be... And there, like I say, there's certain times, there's a time and place, but in some of these tournaments, if you're not using it, forward-facing sonar, you're out, you're out, you're done. What's the quote? Oh, uh, if you're not scoping, you're hoping. There you go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. And it's, man, it's competitive out there. You know, I'm social media. It's competitive. I, it's probably more competitive in social media than on the trails. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've kind of put myself in a situation. I don't have to rely on any company. I can choose who I think's best. So now that's nice. But the one that you use is going to be the Lawrence. Okay. And you have the, I have the Garmin Garmin. Okay. But both are good. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know anything about the hummingbird one. Um, but going back to the, as far as technology and, and as time progressed, um, We've had when the liquid liquid crystal came out too. That was a whole nother next level too, and people gravitated to that, and that was really accurate and dead on as well. And that was kind of like video fishing, gaming fishing a little bit more, because you're you're watching everything in motion, you know. And back then it was, it was liquid crystal, and we were watching that. You're watching your bait falling down, and mm-hmm. then when the drop shot came out. <laughs> you can literally see your weight and your bait and and the fish come right over and grab it so right? see that's like almost like not the same but you're getting into the same realm we're heading that, you know we're heading into technology with the technology the way it was progressing that's what we were you know heading our way towards you did know? people complain 
a lot of guys didn't have it, and the guys that had it, they were the ones that were doing better. I mean, but yeah. you know, but you didn't have but, an opinion then, like you do now on fucking social. Yeah, no, exactly. There was no forum. There was no true forum to debate. You know, the guys that had it. You know, then you had the doc talk. Oh, he had that unit, and then everybody's like, "Yeah, I got to get that. I got to get yeah, okay." And everybody flocked to get it. You know, even the guys that had legitimate sponsors, they had they had another unit in their boat. <laughs> I mean, they, they they did. I mean, t- if they wanted to be competitive, they did. They did it. Hey, but this hey, is it, like I heard from Jeremy okay, from I'm, Black Dog say. Hey, he's like these dudes are pulling out their Berkeley fucking worm. That shit's stuffed with a completely different worm. You got a, you got you got Yam Yamamoto Senkos <laughs> in other bags. Yeah, oh, right? that's hilarious. It's hilarious. People are no matter what happens, they're going to complain about something. Right, and I feel the reason you're getting this shit this day and age is because of social media it's easy to dm you and go you fucking snag all your fish asshole you know just yeah. block them or whatever yeah not block most so do i when i get it <laughs> but yeah kelly so keep talking and kind of give some questions that so you might have. so yes it's a progression as everything has come with the <clears throat> technology and then with the introduction of forward-facing sonars you know i honestly i never thought i'd even step into that but then when I when I stepped into the Vexus, it's like I have to have all new technology. Mm-hmm. I mean everything. I, I mean even going to lithium batteries. I went across the board. I went straight across and got top of the line. You know, I got to do it. I said, you know what? I, I I've been doing it this long, and why not? It's the learning curve, just like everything else. You know, and a lot of people get intimidated. They get intimidated with new product because it's just so advanced. And just how now, or as far as fishing industry, we'll have we'll get points where we'll just kind of plateau or we're just leveling off but the minute somebody takes off like that nowadays that's 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 a big achievement yeah you know but it's just like everybody is like the competitor the competitors and everybody is just waiting for the next next guy to come up and there's going to be another guy right there and that's the good thing about it so as far as where we're heading yeah it's it's uncharted and it's kind of scary to the point where it's taken away from the actual hunting as far as your natural skills okay okay i'm an i'm an ex-bow hunter i'm a i mean i i mean the whole stalking and mm-hmm. walking for miles and stuff like that and compared to the the video game now i mean come on you take a kid out of, a 10 year old out there and they'd love it they'd fall right into it and just jump right in but again older guys like me most of them won't won't step up to it and it Why is do you think that is because you just can't it's a, it? it's intimidating no it's intimidating it is okay. intimidating it's, it's time consuming too a lot of guys too, you know, they don't want to spend time learning, researching, and getting acclimated to it. And then also too, there's a flip side too. You can spend too much time if you're a tournament guy. <laughs> you can spend too much time. I, I've seen guys that get the equipment and just like spend two, three hours in a tournament and just regret it because we missed we missed the bite. We got so focused on just staring at fish, but those fish weren't biting. They were looking at the wrong fish, you know. And that's time on the water. You know, obviously learning how to read, 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 <laughs> yeah. read, read what they're doing. Yeah. Obviously, this man has figured it out. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's an achievement. I mean, that's a whole nother level we're talking about. You know, yeah. I'm by far not even close to that. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what what's going on. But as far as the equipment goes, as far as uh, the general public, a lot of people are are skipping and going right on the water and just want. Total results. Instant gratification. That's what, well, yeah. when it comes to the technology, it's like they they just want to plug and play. 
plug and play, plug and play, and then here we go. And I want to set up, and I want to catch fish. And they don't realize all the preparation in which you got to take. Now, yeah, you can get lucky, but you can't get lucky every day. You know, luck is only good for so long. So people over even look the basics as far as setting up their equipment, you know, and, and it's elementary, but unfortunately, hey, that's what it is. And simple adjustments, simple basic rule of thumb can make and break you, right? Yeah. So what I are mean, some what are some adjustments so, that so for, you have? For, ex- for, for example, right now, color. I mean, I hear it all the time. Hey, what color do you use on your screen? What do you recommend? I mean, like what? Well, what what time of day is it? Is it mm-hmm. you know low, what? What are the conditions? Is it cloudy? Is it nighttime? High skies? What is it? You got to adjust it to your eyes as well. Everybody's different. Everybody sees different. You know what I might like for a contrast might not be the same for somebody else. So you got to figure that out yourself. But is basic- there a certain certain contrast you guys both you might like two jobs as so well. my advice is once you find the settings just try to always leave them the same because if you're constantly fluctuating distance and depth a 10 pounder that looked that big at 100 feet now looks that big at 30 feet you know it so i know now when because my graph stays the same all the time when i see a fish i know because i've been looking at the same screen for years couple years now yeah so don't constantly which with the garmin you have to change pretty much everywhere you go so i guess that's not very good advice but the lorance it's you literally plug it in i got a 16 inch unit i keep the distance at 100 keep the depth at 40 and keep my contrast at 11 that's what it is all the time whether i'm in one one inch visibility or 20 foot visibility that's what I keep it at. See that an- that answered like two of my questions right there. <laughs> yeah, so you know, but 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 realistically, though, it all, based on okay, you're t- we're talking Lawrence. I have Garmin, mm-hmm. so it does. There is a difference as well. So you do. Can you ha- save those settings in Garmin? So like, say you figure out what he has. Yeah, you, and you, you can save. You, you save. You can save your settings exactly. And the thing about well, what the thing about I like with the Garmin though, it's just touch. It's touch and play, and you're just going from left to right in your gains and your in your your distances. You can do that. If I'm fishing because we have man-made reservoirs, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking totally different t- terrains here. Okay, elevations. Um, I How catch, deep do you get over there when you're fishing? Well, Ivy has a hundred foot water when it's it has a hundred and twenty foot water when it's full. Okay, right now, but it's only like ninety. Okay, the deepest Oklahoma, fifty. Okay. It's as deep as you're going to find, and okay. most of the lakes are like 30 foot deep. Wow. We're heading that way with our drought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, not good. That's not good, though. I'm yeah. staying on Canyon Lake. That thing's full. Yeah. So what's going on over there? Those are different. And, That's and, a private lake. And full, and full of bass, too. Yeah. And they bite. It's got grass. Oh, yeah. It's Tons. good. It's very good. Tons of shad. I could get you. I can get you on a boat there, but it won't have forward-facing sun. I, I don't. Okay. That's fine. I have a guy that lives right there. He lives on the lake. I'll call him today before we leave right. Shannon. Yeah. And I'll hook you up with I him. don't need... What, is, what kind of boat is he in? Vexes. Okay. I, there's a lot of bass boats out there. Yeah, there's a ton of guys that live on like that fish. Yeah, tons. Uh, UFO. Eric from UFO used to fish there a lot. UFO baits. Uh, there's a... Jordan Collins, I think... Uh, Co- there's a lot of tournament guys that live on there as well. So, I met an older guy. He's 80. His name's Jimmy. He had a 51-pound stringer out there back in the day. Yeah. It's a, no joke, dude. Like, That's what I'm saying. You're on like... I'm, I'm gonna say that's one of the the uh, top private lakes in Cal- Is it SoCal. Really? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Did I you bring gear with you? No. Then yeah, we'll have to right. get you a Phoenix rod to try out. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna catch anything without a Ford face and sonar. Though, so. <laughs> I think you might have it. I don't know if the. 
I don't know what you're going to do to the broken, but I'll check with him. Yeah. Because he's right there, and he's, he'll be down as hell to go. I mean, I can skip a dock, too. Yeah. It's, and at this point, I just want to have a good time. Yeah. Maybe catch some California bass. Yeah. Yeah, you can cook them. You can just cook them right there. Just <laughs> flip, flip them on the dock, and they'll fry right up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I have a, my, another thing regarding as far as the, the forward-facing, as far as transducers. Now, people are, are lost in adjusting their transducers. Okay. Like again, we have multi levels of fishing here as far as depth wise. I, like I said earlier, I can fish in 80 feet of water and I can be in less than five feet of water. And the thing is, is that you do, I have to change my, 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 my uh, transducer to adjust for the water, the water depth. And it, it is beneficial for me. Now, as far as for you, typically, is there a happy medium that you stay in or predominantly you? you All my depth? As far as your transducer, as far as your transducer setting the angle, I leave it at forward all the time. Forward, and I I leave my depth at forty, whether I'm in three foot or eighty foot, because where I come from, maybe not here, the fish. Now I did catch a fourteen that came up below, but I keep my depth at forty because most of the fish aren't going to be below that. Most of the bass. So what's the point of wasting your but keeping the screen the same all the time is how I know that's a 10-pounder, that's an 8-pounder, and I can get within okay. a pound all the time. That's, that makes sense. So if my depth's at 40, and then all of a sudden I change it to 20, now everything changes. The whole screen changes. So that's why I just keep it out of what it is, and it's different. So are you able to see below 40? No, not because I don't want to. Okay, makes there's, sense. So you'd no just point. rather just keep it at 40? Yeah, I just it. keep it at 40. Okay. Now, I keep mine at 100 feet. I got a 16-inch screen. If I had a 9, I'd keep it at 50. That's what I, I used a 9, and okay. I kept it at 50. I had a 12, I kept it at 70. Okay. Because it's it gets a lot smaller and a lot harder to see. It relates to the size of the screen. Yeah, it relates. So if you got a 9-inch screen, I use it at 50. A 12-inch, for I caught a 15-pounder when I had it at 50 feet. Wow. Yeah. And the, the 16, I keep it at 100. So it's all about bow control. That's that's a number, not anything else but boat control. If you get too close to that fish and you're going too fast and the boat drifts over the top, it's done. So you want to stay away from the fish, but if you've got a 9-inch screen and it's at 100, that 10-pound bass might look like a flea out there, you know? Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's, it's just too small. So there's so many settings, and I might go over this in a book that I'm writing. So that's, cool. that's something good to talk about yeah and obviously there's so many different settings between the units i can't even begin to think about the hummingbird but <laughs> oh, God. the Laurent. that's why i love the Laurent. it's just you plug it and you go the garmin you can get to look really good but everywhere you go you might have to change a setting or two i'm comfortable with 60 to 65 as a as a general rule on forward on, on yes I'm, I'm 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 good with that um beyond that and one thing i've noticed too is that the fact is is that as far as when I'm retrieving moving baits, and it seems like when I'm out there, I can't pick up, unless I'm throwing a giant bait, but typically, a lot of my baits, I can't pick them up until I get into that 30-foot zone, and they and they get more defined, and I can see them. And typically, by then, I'm getting bit. I'm getting, it's crazy how these fish track. I mean, you, you'll throw, you'll throw in a given area, and you know the fish are there, and you see what's kind of what's going on, but it's just like it's the anticipation that's building up of you're bringing you're bringing your bait in, and by the time just sometimes that you you see start to see what's happening, 
it's already gone. They, they ate the bait and it's taken the rod out of your hand. And mm-hmm. that's that to me is isn't that awesome? It is. It's it's just a, a freaking feeling that you 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 can't express it unless you unless you actually. It's almost like like seeing a fish come up on a wake. You get to watch it all happen. Oh, it's um, it's like watching a movie. You're watching the, t- the TV screen. You're just like, oh, that's cool. like watching a video on the screen. You're like, oh, cool. And all of a sudden, you're just getting the rod jerked out of your hand. Or these fish will come up and 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 torpedo you from a tree down below that you're not even really you're you're focusing out here on these fish. And here, some stupid fish comes up and bonds out your bait. 10 feet in front of the boat and just rips you apart so i caught a 14 13 just like he just said there was a tree and it it was below so my depth was at 40 but i couldn't see below 40 mm-hmm. and there were seven bass in that tree you could see the top of the tree yeah okay. and there were seven bass that i know were over 13 pounds Fuck. every one of them one of the first <laughs> casts of the morning dude it it was 19 <laughs> degrees i actually have a youtube video I threw out there, was reeling it over the tree, and out from nowhere comes this big bass under these other bass. So it was below 40 foot, and I caught it. It was 14, 13. I didn't even see it. How do you how do you get – so say you want to come back and catch those bass. How do you get people not to fish them? Like, I heard Butch say he throws chlorine tablets, but it's different where you were at. You know. Yeah. I mean, these are such – so – the difference between crappie and bass is if someone sees me crappie fishing somewhere, they can go mimic it. Because crappie, what, you're going to put a minnow or a hair jig on yeah. it. You're going to catch it. Yeah. A bass, there's techniques to catching them. Yes. I know some of the secrets that very few people in the United States know. That's why I've been this so This is another successful. thing. You're, you're not focusing with the big bait, right? No. So I love the big bait, man. I'm, yeah. I'm not great with it. You guys are way better than I am at it. But he is. Um, I suck. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> you know, I love, I love the big baits. Um, and I consider big over five inches. You okay. Know. Uh, I've been throwing the bull shad quite a bit. The The problem I have with that is these suckers are smart, man. They <laughs> they almost know that that bait's not real. Well, they'll bump really? they'll, they'll bump, they'll literally, what I'm seeing now is they'll bump your, they'll head nose and bump your bait and just tag it. And I mean, I've had them do it from on the surface on a wake to a, uh, to a swimmer and just bump your bait and especially if you're fishing at night too sometimes at night they do the weird weirdest things but daytime when you're when you're really on top and you can see everything going on and and really visualize and see it it's crazy there's they're just validating if it's real or if they're going to just like smack it and, and and i'll be honest with you i've seen this where they won't they're not eating they're not eating at all what they're doing it's like they're they're playing they're playing they're playing with a ball. The it's bat, a toy. The playing they're, 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 <laughs> the, the bass the bass seriously. I I mean I spent enough time seeing all different types of situations and I've literally just sat there and stopped fishing that time but just to see how the bass react when there's some bait or when they come in in certain certain situation and they're like a bunch of kids in the playground. You and know, here, I mean you know instantly they're not gonna bite. And you and you you know that you know yeah. and then and then you start. Now you, is this with the? Do you see this only with the big bait? Or are you seeing it with everything? All, I've seen it with all okay. all, all baits. I mean, every th- every situation you could imagine. Remember, I got a lot of years out there, so I, I've seen a lot and tried a lot, and it's just crazy how they will toy. And guys say, "Yeah, they bumped my bait. I this. They were following my bait. They did this and that." It's like those. They're just playing with you, and they, and they'll just kick like kicking the ball around, you know, in the field. And it's like you'll you're not going to catch you're not going to catch those fish under those circumstances. You got to come back and catch them off guard. That sometimes they I mean they know 
I've even talked to Mike over at Bullshit. I'm like, dude, let's since the hooks are hanging down, I think they see the hooks. Let's put them on top somehow because I I've noticed those top through line, the line throughs. Yeah, get way better hookup ratios than the, the bottom then just because the bottom. Yeah, okay. because on the bottom ones they'll just eat the tail a lot of time, and the top they eat the whole thing. I mean, I've seen it, and that's why that swim jig trick works. I mean. They can't short strike a bait that's that that's that big. Nope. People people call bullshit on that a lot. Man, they call bullshit on everything I do. <laughs> Literally. Every I, I mean, this is one thing is as I had uh, up north, I'm like, that's fucking crazy that you catch it like that. And I don't know because you you were applying it and I had a couple guys go, oh, I don't know. And I have this guy, uh, Tanner, that's up north, he's like, I believe you're hundred percent. Yeah, like, of course he's like, I believe it, you know. Like, and also they know that, that big bait's fake. More times than not, I love throwing it because when you do hook up, it's awesome. And I'm going to always throw it, but something about that small bait that they don't know, its they can't tell it's fake, and there's not a lot of movement, and those little, the skirts just barely moving, man, and they just can't resist it. How Now, here's a question for both of you. How do you, how, this is another one, because I've seen a lot of people complain their ass off about snagging, and this is going to be more on the big bait side, I think, than the small bait. Because when you set a hook and you see a fish hit, it could be slapping it, right? And you're going to set the hook on that slap, and it's going to be on the fucking side of its gut. Face, or it shouldn't be on the side of its gut. Like, what's your opinion on that? Because you even got, like, tournament guys going, hey, dude, you fucking snag that. You know, I don't know. It all it all depends, too. If you're fishing a glide bait, and that bait's going left to right, back and forth, and you're video fishing, okay, and you see a fish, a fish following you, or two, or a little pack. Okay, and they come in, and they're coming in, and coming in like this, and they're following in on common angles. And there's always one that's going to flick. They're going to take the shot, right? Well, the thing is, is that when you got multiple fish, and they're coming in, and you got that wake bait doing this and that, they don't even have to hit the bait. If one zooms in on it, and you swing, and that bait goes right into the side of that fish, what are you going to do? You're going to set the hook. And, and and it's just it's natural reflex. That's not intentionally snagging, but it happens. And they miss the bait a lot. Exactly. Especially in the winter when you're throwing an A rig, your A rig will be coming across the screen. That bass will rock it 100 miles an hour, and completely miss the bait. Exactly. You're gonna snag fish with an A rig, probably just like a glide bait. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it, the ones I've seen were like the mag draft one, Zaldane. That's one video everyone's seen. Dude, if, if someone can consistently snag a big bass, then they're literally <laughs> the best fisherman in the world because it is impossible. You yeah. have a much better chance of actually just catching the bass. That's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, okay, it's like you still can't see with a fucking video camera like exactly what's going on. So it's like even if you're close to the fish or you see it kind of there. And, I mean, the, the next thing I could see happening would be, here, put this, hook this up to your shit. It's a drive. So when they're going to go over and record your shit while you're fishing. Yeah. Well, we, so we have this fish in Oklahoma called a spoonbill paddlefish. You ever heard of it? Oh, I heard shit about this one. And fish. I told someone that yeah. you got to snag them. Yeah. yeah. So the only way to catch them is snagging them. But some of these fish get seven feet long, 150 pounds. And we use these big treble hooks and I, you can snag a fish with it. Right. But it is difficult to snag a seven foot, hundred pound fish with a giant treble hook. So how are you gonna snag a two foot long fish with a little bitty hook? It's not possible. Makes sense. I've never honestly tried, but it's not. 
It's not Someone realistic. Has, we know. <laughs> the people the people that know it's not true have actually put in the time and effort to actually realize, hey, this is unrealistic. It's easy for people to sit on the couch and just come up with the reason to why they can't do it. Yeah. It's much easier for someone to disprove what you're doing than them to go out and do it themselves. It's work. It's work, man. <laughs> it's work. And I've had people literally like try to ruin my life about the snagging deal. It's like because you people like actually message your companies and kind of complain. No, because the companies know. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Dobbins is one of my good friends. He's Dobbins Rods. Yeah. He's been with me, and he's like, <laughs> it, one time he came with me. And he's like, literally, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. You mean like people giving you shit on the wall? No, him seeing what I was doing. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is nuts. I invited him down to Ivy, and him and one of his workers came, and he was there like an hour, and I caught a 12 and an 11. And he's like, how are you doing this? I don't know. So, anyways. No, that's the cool thing is you're doing it without the big bait, which is something different. Like you're kind of going, and you do, but you found a way to do it without throwing a big bait, which is fucking cool. Like, if I can catch a 15 on a jig, I'll do it. You know, like, fuck. Big fish is a big fish. So, yeah, I've caught most of mine on an Alabama rig, which a lot of people think is cheating. But I'm just taking advantage of what's there, you know. I I have a 15-pounder to my name on a swim jig. So, I have that, and I got proof of it. Your so. biggest is on A-Rig? 1540 on an A-Rig. Wow. And How many 15s do you have? Two. Wow, that's a, that's a lot, dude. I got six over, I got five over 14. You think you're going to be able to catch 16, 17 this year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I saw one last year at Eagle Mountain Lake, northwest of Fort Worth, that I know was 17, 18 miles. That's cool that you say the lake and you don't give a shit. I'll say the lake (laughs) because everyone wants to act like A-Rig and and Ford Face and Sonar's cheating, but do you see anyone else doing any of this? Like, I don't even care anymore. I mean, is there anyone that kind of has had the experience you have? Like that long? I mean, so some of my friends have caught some really big fish, but there's a difference between catching one or two and then catching six, you know? Oh, I agree. Like it's, I don't, I saw a guide out here. He fishes that lake. I fish a lot, mm-hmm. like every single day. He caught his 26 double digit bass. What is it? September? Fuck. I did that by February, March. Wow. So that just tells you like, I'm not. That sounded really braggadocious. Sorry, guys. Not bragging. <laughs> Look at Take this it easy fucking one. big dick and motherfucker. But that just tells you, like, the the experience isn't there yet. They're yeah. going to get it, just like I got it. Everyone's going to eventually figure it out. But no one's to the, the exact level that I'm doing it. I don't even cast at a fish unless it's 10 plus pounds. Like like I told you earlier, Yeah. there's days, like two days come, in, come to mind. I, I took a GoPro, a YouTube video of it. I mm-hmm. said... It's going to be a 13-pounder bust, and I truly meant it. I didn't film that after the fact. I truly meant it. I went out there, and I did not cast until I saw what I thought was a 13-pounder. I've done that twice when I wasn't guiding, and I've caught two 14s those days. Only fish I caught both days. And one of them, actually, I invited my son's, or my, my buddy's son with me. He could only fish till noon because I had already caught three or four 14-pounders, and I was like, dude, I want to get him on one, you know? We go out, and I see a bass, and it was... 14, 15 pounds. By seeing it, I see it on the screen, and it followed him, and it almost ate. And the high temperature this day was 20 degrees, so every time you cast it, your line would freeze up. So I had to drop him off at 11:30 or noon, whatever. I went and ate, and I begged my buddy Kyle Hall. I said, "Come out with me, you know. I don't want to go out by myself. Yeah. Plus, it's dangerous. 
Yeah, you fall, I got it right. You fall in, you die, right? <laughs> you die, you can't get back in the boat because yeah. you got so many clothes on and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, all right, because that was the only fish I casted at most of the morning. And I said, all right, I got some big ones found. Kyle gets in the boat with me and we go out. And like fifth cast, I caught a 1479. He was sitting there and I told him. He was sitting in the back because he was so cold. I said, this is a share lunker and a share lunker is a 13-pound bass. And I said, mm-hmm. this is a share lunker, Kyle. I threw out there and I made a bad cast. And that's what's important about having your distance at 100 feet on a 16-inch graph. Because I knew when he was 90 foot out there, I was like, that's a, that's a giant. Well, I made a bad cast because he's coming towards the boat. And you got to get in front of them or they can't see your bait. So I reeled it in real quick and I kind of pitched it about 50 foot. And I said, this is a share lunker, Kyle. This is a share lunker. And did that sucker hit? And I set the hook. Felt like a bus. I said, dude, this is a giant share lunker, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have this on film because it was so cold. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to mess with cameras and stuff. He's sitting back at the back. And he said, do I need to get the net? said hell yeah I get that. <laughs> you could have bounced that much? well by this time the bo- the fish is at the boat dude like yeah. that quick and then it went on a run and it uh, fought for like a minute dude and do you feel like it, doing all the live scope stuff back to what you're saying kelly you kind of you lose a little bit of your technique because you're not using it as much you know like where you're feeling stuff or feeling bush you know what i'm saying no because this you know come what was it may or june we were catching 45-pound sacks in Texas. Mm-hmm. Electronics turned off. Okay. People didn't know that, but it's so easy for someone. You still do it. You still oh, do I love it. Okay. And I was throwing the bull shad, uh, the, the burrito Okay. those days. And I was, I was throwing another swim bait. What was it? I was throwing the uh, uh, Legends of the Abyss. Do you yeah. know that guy? I seen him. I seen his stuff. I was throwing some of his, too. Yeah. Um, five, five and a half or six-inch bull shad, I think it was, that burrito. But we were wrecking them, dude. We we caught so many eight, nine, ten pounders. Yeah. And a twelve. I had a client catch a twelve eighty. And that that was a cool story, man. Because we went there and the water's so clear, you can see twenty foot. And there was this one bush. And I had a giant follow me, twelve pounder. And I was like, dude, that's a twelve pounder. Like that's huge. Mm-hmm. And we came back an hour, and I said, all right. True story. I said, there's that bush. That big one was on. And we threw a couple times, nothing. And then we we're cruising by the bush his name was carson he threw out there he was reeling in he said oh my god and i looked down and there's a 12 pounder just following his bait and ate about this far from the tip of his rod <sighs> it was 12 nine it was something huge 12 that's great that's amazing and we saw it all he said oh my god i looked and there's this giant black blob coming through the water and ate him right to this rod <laughs> tip but that that's, was no electronic yeah I think yeah, people just you and you can't be like, this is what I'm doing today, guys. You have you have to keep your guy. Yeah, but a lot of what we do right now this time of year, you still need electronics, but you're not necessarily all right. See that fish out there? Go catch it. It's like you see those five rocks throw right there. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's still necessary and it makes life way easier. Target fishing. Yeah. And you don't feel like the the live scope affects the fish at all for you guys? No, none. But it obviously every fish sees a lot more baits yeah they're getting smarter we were catching 100 fish a day in west Texas. you could tell it's starting to Duh, yeah okay. we there was some days i saw i didn't keep count but i bet we caught 150 last year yeah 2020 no what's 2021 21 okay 2022 this year the best day i had was like 30 i mean so it's slowing down a little a big time then what 
Like, uh, have you figured out a different pattern you're kind of trying? No. I have to come to California where no one's really doing it. <laughs> Fucking no one's catching fish here, dude. I know. It sucks. <laughs> it's been it's been an interesting year, but... If, if you have to grab your phone, you can. It's fine. No, it's fine. Okay. okay. I'll call him I want to make sure it's not like your father-in-law. It is my father-in-law. I'll call him back. <laughs> if he watches, sorry. I'll call you back. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to kick your ass. No, dude. he's good. He's... <laughs> He's good, man. I I enjoy coming here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Disney family. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. We went to Disneyland. We're going to San Diego Zoo. Hey, how fucking hot? You're crazy. You know how hot it was at Disneyland? Uh, Like, most miserable day of my life, I think, yesterday. And your San Diego Zoo is cool because there's misters everywhere. Is there? Yeah, it's cool. So we bought one of those misters and sprayed my kid. I felt terrible. <laughs> Waiting in line. One of the lines said 30 minutes, and I swear it was over an hour. And you, had I had, to pay, you had to pay for that shit, dude. I got sunburned. You got to pay for that fast pass shit where they just get you through I don't everything. even think they do that anymore. My son, my little son went with my neighbor, and uh, he bought like this thing where you just barely got to stand in the fucking line. You get in. But it's more money. It's like That's thousands of dollars. There's no way I could take my whole family. Three boys and my wife. Fuck no, it's too much money. It, I don't even. I didn't even ask. <laughs> I'm just trying to make. I'm trying to make the wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. So she, I can. You fish. got a saying for that one too. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of sayings. As long as I bring some money home every once in a while, she, she lets me fish. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to coming back out here and fishing up north. That's your dude. That's all crappie and kind of doing some bass. Uh majority bass okay i am going to end up at clear lake crappie fishing okay um but i'm going to hunt just like i do in texas i'm going to hunt the biggest fish what you what you want to try to to get a big one out of big like 16 17 18 pounds how long are you going to try to work up here probably a couple weeks really i'm gonna hit four five six different lakes do you have a person that's taking you anywhere dobbins oh really yeah oh wow that's a great guy to have i mean he cut his teeth up there right yeah and he knows where the big ones live you fish against Dobbins, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that video shows you fishing against them, yeah. Yeah. What was that again, the name of the series? That was West Coast Bass. There you go. Yeah. He's he's a good guy. Yeah. So he doesn't really use a Ford-facing sonar. No. He doesn't really fish anymore. No. No, he's he's all business now, isn't he? He's out in Texas. But, yeah, man, it... And did, that's the did thing. Did you, you ever talk to Paul Bailey? No. No, he's, he lives... He did live in Cleric. I don't know if he moved... I, I drove I, to Clear Lake and did a podcast up there with him, and then but he he was a guide on Clear Lake. Did you fish up there? No. He has. Is lot. it worth it Clear right Lake? now? Clear Lake is Clear Lake's been on a decline. <laughs> Unfortunately, our 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 lakes all all our lakes have been on decline. It's with this drought that we have. We're what twelve thirteen years on a drought, and between that and um, you know. The cycles, you know, the lakes are going through their cycles. Some of the lakes are going through some terrible cycles right now, too. And people are not used to that, you know. We got like a 10-year cycle. If you just, and they're just like, they go up and down, go up and down. But combat that with a 12-year cycle of, of drought, that's unheard of. We don't usually get that severe. Even hearing <clears throat> Butch and Mike saying how bad the fishing has been for them this year alone, you know. This and I'm like, dude, when's the last time you've heard of a 14 well, people are guarding as far as this year. The last couple of years, everybody's starting to guard, to guard their um, local lake. Yeah. That's a fact. And and I'm not going to go too deep, but I'm just going to say one thing. There's been a couple of big ones caught. Have you? Did you catch a 10-pounder this year? I only had – I was not – my biggest was 901. Okay. That was it. It was big, though, for a local lake. I, I didn't catch – yeah, but now 
I didn't fish all summer. As far as I, I started fishing the, the night series, yeah, and I sucked. I mean, my fishing, my my, my what I do, what I normally do, I didn't do anything this year as far as night night, night tournaments. Everything just turned to shit. And I'm not. I like to power fish. I like to throw bigger baits, and mm-hmm. you know. But I but I swung for the fences. I, I, to have the opportunity to fish at night here is a luxury. So why not? I go for all. I, I'm not for looking for a paycheck or for points or anything. I'm going to win. Either I'm going to be a hero or zero. So I was a zero this year. But typically, I catch my share of six and sevens, you know, throughout throughout the summer. And this summer was brutal. I mean, it was almost. I mean, I don't care where I went. It's like I like I had to throw away the ga- the game book and and start over. But I don't want to go out and I don't want to go out and do what I did 50 years ago. I you need to come to Texas. I know. I love. <laughs> I the boat up. Come spend a couple. I love. <laughs> I, I I've traveled all around the country. I love Texas. I don't like the I don't like the 40 40 degree temperature swings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you living there now? Or are you living? No, there? I'm in the process. Oh, of really? Getting moving? a place right by the lake. <clears throat> uh, close. That's nice. Kind of starting a a business too. It's gonna kind of shock some people. What kind of I think. Fences, is it? It has to do with fishing, but <laughs> oh, it's gonna. Good, good question. Is it, is it a service or a, a company like a product company? Uh, it's not like anything with baits, lures, and okay. we're not gonna have like a process. It's nothing like that. It's something that no one's ever done. Nice. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, when is that? When are you hoping to kick that off? We're gonna start working on it like right now. Oh shit! Wow. Balls rolling on facility and everything else oh so it, oh wow yeah is this i mean it's cool? happening <laughs> no it is Ground, groundbreaking Did it really talk into this? sounds like it's <laughs> never been done in the history of fishing oh that's good yeah I'll be I, I like hearing stuff like by that. a private company at least yeah so nice good yeah did, did milliken talk you into this one no <laughs> i i i don't talk much to milliken. no i don't talk much to any of them <laughs> I, I really hey, he's don't. a lone wolf pack guys Kind of, you know, I don't really have anyone to hang out with other than Brett Cannon. You know, he's with six. Do you exchange Kyle. anything with like, do you have guys you kind of talk to? Like, yeah, yeah. Your code group of guys and he's one of them? Well, yeah, my buddy Brody calls at 17. I was like, hey, you need to go here. But granted, it was lunchtime and he's like, I'm going to work my way down this bank. And I said, don't go down that bank. That bank sucks. And he went down that bank, caught a 17 pounder. <laughs> so it was all him on that one. He but, showed you. Yeah, but no, I, I kind of circled an area like, hey, you need to go hire that. You know, I'll, I'll help my friends. They help me. Kyle's helped me tons. Brett's helped me tons. Um, do you do you have a, your A-Rig's out now, right? Six Sense has an A-Rig. My That's actual, not yours? No. Okay. No. Are you going to have a signature? Yes, eventually. We're working on a line of crappie stuff. Through Six Sense or through? Six okay. Sense. But you, got, you just use their A-Rig. You like the A-Rig they make already? Yeah, it's okay. good. And actually, I haven't really used it that much. I had some prototype units last year. I didn't really want to lose them, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't use them that much. But I was using Shane's baits last year. But six cents, I'll be. Pro- I'll be using. Nice six cents um, all year. Rod wise too. Are you coming out with a, a drop for that? Swing I drink? have a crappie signature series with Dobbins. We you, fish a little different there, though. We use long rods for the crappie. Yeah, forward facing sonar. You kind of just reach out there, poke them. Your dip in rods, huh? <laughs> dip in six. And someone said they would be good for float and fly. Really? A 10-footer. 10-footer, wow. They said, man, that would be awesome for a float and fly. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... Yeah, Does, I, Kelly? Yeah, the float and fly is something that came on many years ago. 
very few people use it, but it's being used though predominantly more on the spotted bass fisheries. Was that like the one that Bill Samantol had? That's the Bill. Bill's okay. the one that kicked that off pretty strong. That was at least what fifteen plus years ago. I bought that shit. I started fishing. It was two thousand nine. And I Googled that fucking video and tried it. And I watched Bill Seventall catch and all these fucking fish. I'm like, wow. And I do it and nothing happens. Little, little, <laughs> spro, little spro fly. They make like three sizes, I believe. A hand-tied fly, bucktail type fly. It's, an, it's, not, it's a no-brainer. But when it's happening, it's like you're dialed in. And you can catch some good fish. So they were and, doing and it. And catch some big fish, too. They were mm-hmm. doing it smallmouth fishing in Tennessee, too, I think. Really? Like winning tournaments. Oh, it's it's gone across country. Yeah, it's getting getting more mainstream from time to time. But, at you know, at that given time when it's when it's happening, you know, when you can do it. But but smallies, spotted bass, predominantly, that's, that's the deal. That's the ticket for that. So change the subject. I have seen tons of bass boats here. And I've seen zero Ford facing sonars. What's the deal? There's d- uh, money, I think, dude. That's it? Yeah, I do. I think the, a lot of the... So you got to remember, big bass guys, uh, there's only a handful that have it, I think, right, Kelly? There's not. The, the majority... And, so, and this is the thing, the change, I think, what they've always said, the guest, it's so pressured here, those little things give you an edge to, to get the big bass, Right. I'm I'm looking at it for two 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 reasons to get more acclimated to the conditions, and what I mean by that is that our lakes are changing, our depths are changing, the structures changing. We're not fishing the same stuff we've been fishing on a regular basis. It's constantly changing now from year to year water levels. You know we're fishing 40, 50, 60 feet lower than we did last year. That's gotta be tough. You're fishing a whole new lake, and the thing is, is that we get in these positions positions where Certain lakes go off at certain levels. And then you get in between that level, forget it. You can go weeks, a couple months, and it's just, you know, luck of the draw getting there and getting lucky. You know, you flip Even on. DVL, like, I remember not going for a while, and then the island, the submerged island, I'd be like, where the fuck is that? Because I didn't know at the time. You could see the whole thing. It's like, fuck. Dude, there's no, there's no, there's, there's new islands popping up. Yeah, that are crazy, like out in the middle of nowhere too. You got to be careful at night. But yeah. beyond that, it's a whole new lake. And for me, you know, it spun me out this year. You know, I'm, I don't know that lake that great, to be honest with you. I really don't. You know, I did good in in the pre-spawn in, our, in early late late winter, early pre-spawn. I did really well. Um, and then I, I basically and then I went over to um, I fish Skinner, and Skinner changed completely. You know. Um, that lake has changed dramatically with the amount of pressure. San Diego guys are all coming up here, and they're fishing Skinner, Paris, yeah, DVL. They're fishing up there because a lot they don't stock they don't stock down there like they used to. Stock what? Trout. Trout yeah. You know, do they still up here? No. And, and and actually, they, they get small ones. I mean, at Castaic. They cast Castaic. Yeah. Uh, okay, but they're all in the same deal with with uh, pudding stone. And pudding, pudding stone doesn't get a lot of plants, but they get kind of an overflow. But the LA the LA lakes, you know, through the LA system, they they get the predominantly the ten to fourteen inch rainbow. So what about these like private pond slash lakes where like Britney Spears lives and stuff? Who stocks those? <laughs> Where's Britney Spears? Live? I don't know. Someone said they fished one of them, and they said so. The, the one you <clears throat> live on. I think that it's done privately. Like, I can't speak on that lake, but I know the one we fish. Um, I should probably cut that out, huh? <laughs> Why the fuck yeah, did you go delete there? that part. Hey, we're not live. I could fucking cut it out. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, cut that out. Where's so that the at? one we, it's up in, um, 
It's, it's high there. desert. It's high desert. High desert. We could. It's right next hey, to. How right long next are you here till? Sunday. I don't have to leave Sunday. I can leave whenever I want. We could go at night. To his, his is far. Like if you drove here and we drove, but it might be worth it. No, no electronics. You're in a pontoon oh, boat. No trolling motor. Yeah. Dude, it's you know what I mean. Come on, it's like handcuffing yourself to the bedpost. No troll motor. Nothing. This is my buddy's I mean, pontoon. I can I can paddle. It, paddle. But it might go off. Like you figured a lot out, dude. When we went, I, I, or you could go Kelly. Uh, Kelly, like he he's the guy that has a forward facing sonar. It's just I, the conditions. I have are a, fucked I right have now, a twenty twenty Vexus twenty one loaded, but you know it's your it's Garmin, you know, and well uh, Garmin. I have right. no, I have Lawrence. I got I got a twelve live on the front. I use that for mapping, and I have the 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 Garmin that I use for forward facing, and then I got a sixteen uh, live on the on the council, three hundred horse Merc, dialed in. I rigged I rigged the boat. I just got it with a motor on it. And what I, kind of motor? Four stroke. I got a, a a brand yeah Mercury yeah for sure. I didn't know California was so of, weird about they, stuff. They, they got to have it, dude. If got, you want to go on a fucking lake, you got to have weird. it, dude. They have a lot of torque. I've I fish out of Vexus. Really? Dobbins has a Vexus. Does he? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's a nice cool. this boat. It's fucking. It's got air bag seats and shit. Yeah. Air ride. <laughs> yeah, air ride seats. No, Kelly. Will, we can if Kelly find a day. I'm sure in the next couple of days. I'll get a rent a car and drive home if I have to. Well, no, because you're where you live is where all the lakes are. You're only like 20 minutes. Well, from Riverside, you got Riverside, basically from Riverside from Paris down to Temecula, you know. And you, you, got, you, got Diamond Valley, you got Diamond Valley yeah. in between. There, man. So one of my buddies came here with a guide. Who was the guide? I don't know. I'm like, I better shut my mouth because it might be someone I'm fucking shit on. And he took him north side maybe but anyways wherever they went it's where they went to castaic lagoon mm -hmm. they went to some private one where i know which one you're talking about what's was, that one it's real narrow and it's kind of a circle yes i know exactly where uh fuck it it's on the tip of my tongue all the kids are fishing there some that's an old old, hey, but old you get big big fish busted if you get caught fishing there and then someone he took him to somewhere where there was a marina that you couldn't fish at and he said there was like a 22 pounder the guide said it was the biggest fish he's ever seen and he snuck in there at night trying to catch it and he got caught which one is that kelly i can find out i would say the castig well you have you, can't you fish have you have uh oh, we're gonna piss some people off now we're well, gonna beep all this shit uh out. <laughs> yeah man i everyone out here throws big baits don't they that's no, what they, they, no this I is, wouldn't say everybody. This is the only guy that I feel like wouldn't. has the experience of big bait and tournament guy, both of them. You need to get get good with that sonar and get you the hair jig, cut off the brush guard, and kind of trim the tail a little bit. You want a bait about that big. They wreck it. Two inch, two and a half? I'm just throwing like a three eighths. No, five, overall six, size bait. Two, two, two to yeah, two, and two, and half, half, two and a half. Two and a half. Is that the six cents one? Yeah. What size? What kind of hook does it have? It's got a five aught um, stud hook, whatever it is. Maybe is that on a on a half ounce? Three eighths or five sixteen. Wow. What style head is that? The swim uh, jig. Yeah, I got pictures. Yeah, he has it up. He's there's pictures of it. Like, uh, it's it's the most consistent big bass bait that there is. It's, it's that's I oh mean it's but just that's not your, that's not your juice though that's just one of your 
one of your tools one of so, your one of your tools <laughs> the a, I of like many the, tools to catch those big fish yeah but you got your favorite one that's you do know you have one that you use that that is it but you just can't give it out yet exactly no, the swim jig that's, that's it. it really that's I it i swear to it okay on my child all right that's i believe it. you other than the a-rig obviously the a-rig's caught the majority of my big fish but i think that was just circumstance and do trailers close. matter for you on the a-rig uh no no you put anything on i there. mean i use the the 3.2 so the 3.2s or the 3.8 divines okay by six cents those Sometimes, are nice bait i seen it and i'm like and wow they're, they're yeah. tough yeah and they're cheap like you get like 10 cheap. for like fucking seven bucks or something so i and and honestly this is a big deal like this is a huge deal and people don't think of it the softer the bait the more that tail moves well there's some companies out there that make too soft of a bait and i have clients with me a lot they throw what out there get, and get fouled and get <laughs> I don't fouled. even want to say it <laughs> and get fouled up and they'll get fouled up in the hook and they're reeling it and there's a 14 pounder following his bait and then that he reels it in point, and then the hook is around the and wrapped. they know it's fake and it's wrapped so I will never if they get in my boat they're using six cents swim baits because they're that, they, they that much stiffer yeah but they still have good action okay. that tail is not going to get wrapped around that hook you don't, you, you, don't you, you don't want to blow those opportunities you, once you blow it it's over and there's yep. a technique that i make my my people throw it's like sidearm sidearm underhand yep stop the bait with your thumb you feather, feather, feather it no off feather off your cat feather it off and lay it and in no big splash and here's another deal fish might be at 70 foot you better throw 90 foot you better not throw right on top right. of it or that fish ain't gonna bite which most guys have the habit of wanting to throw them and hit them on the head that which too is the, which is the biggest mistake and something else if that fish is at 70 you don't want to throw 100 because by the time your bait gets to it that fish catch is gonna up, be gone catch up by the time yeah or by the time you you bring the bait your bait's going to be so close to the boat here where we live pressure wise they see you they see the boat psh, they're gone yeah. There's so many techniques and stuff that people don't even realize. Which would be cool to see you write a book and like come here and try to do it. Maybe you'd fucking get a big one. That'd be great. If I get an opportunity to fish these lakes when they're, if they still have some big bass in them, I think I'm going to catch some big bass. When do you come in January? Yeah. And I, I was going to come last January, but I caught a 15 pounder late December. January 4th, another guy caught a 14-pounder. And then, like, two days later, another guy caught a 14-pounder. And that's why you didn't. <laughs> so I called Gary, and I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to stay here. And then, like, a week later, I caught a 14-pounder. Fuck, dude. That's the best lake in the in the world, and it might be the best lake of all time. And they're not catching them on big beats, right? They're catching them on... Some guys are, but, man, they... But, I mean, it's cool to <clears> hear... <throat> like, I love the big bait. I love, you know, people say, like, I'm, I am throw it because... This is my style of fishing. Great. But I, I'm not against throwing a jig. Like, you know, I, I just haven't thrown it much, and it's fun. Or even a drop shot. Fuck it, you know? They blew up that lake, though, on, on national television this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he I, was part of it. When, when, I saw, when, I saw, when I saw that, when I saw that, I said, okay, check that one off. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. So in the past two years, there's been 25 Sherlunkers caught. Okay, there's been thousands and thousands and thousands of people fishing. Out of the 25, I got five myself. Well, that's a good percentage. How many tens have you caught? 75. In the last two years? Uh, since January of 2021. Wow. Caught 75. Tens, dude. And just remember conditioning. The fish get conditioned, and, and just, no, it is. it's just you got to be ready for the you got to be thinking about the next the that, next and that's the why next i'm deal. branching out i'm even going mm -hmm. to idaho 
to chase smallmouth. Really? I mean, I got a lot of cool stuff planned. I went to, I, I didn't see, I didn't know if you guys were against like Ford facing sonar, but I went musky fishing in Minnesota. Oh, I'm not against man. anything. I just Those guys, that must be us. Hate it. They hate it. For, oh, for they musk, get mad at you for, for mu- dude. They were catching. Muskies? They catch oh. like five a year. I know, but for so muskies, I heard, heard they I heard they're oh, very it's like picking out sharks out here in the ocean. <laughs> I heard they're they're like very like with their fish, careful, oh, take care of them very dude, well. It's oh, bad, yeah. And, yeah, and Which they don't I, fuck around. I'm all about taking care of a yeah. fish and stuff. Yeah, but they they literally like don't want you coming and catching their fish. Right. So when they saw you, did they fucking yell at you? Dude, at, at the ramp, like, first day I was there, someone recognized me, and he's like, all right, uh, what's the name of this lake? I'm going I'm to tell you the name of this lake. What's, what state was this? Minnesota. Minnesota? I, I fish Minnesota. And he's like... I love Minnesota. Oh, I'm, you know who... I just had... You know who Phoenix is? Pincher? Pin, Pick, Pickner? I just had him on. He lives in Minnesota. Does he? He moved from Arizona to Minnesota, but he's a big, big guy down here. So I'm gonna find the name of this lake because I want people to know about it. Uh, here it is. We're, so making, I got, fr- we're making friends here. I, I got to this lake and he's like, "Hey, don't go to Lake Plantagenet. You'll have flat tires." And I was like, "Well, flat tires because they hate Ford facing sonar." Hey, but they also so hate, they bad. also they also hate Californians too. Huh. Everywhere, everyone hates California. <laughs> Let me tell you, I walk in some. I walk in there, all, all the heads turn like, "What are you well, doing here?" Number two, you guys both have fucking long hair. <laughs> you know they don't like that shit. Yeah, it's probably a. <laughs> what did they do to you, like when you pulled up? Well, I didn't go to that lake. <laughs> you just I'm, like, I'm just gonna stay right because <laughs> it's very similar up there. I went up there and I went with a buddy of mine, and I I kind of already figured it out. But I didn't know the bait selection. I didn't okay. know nothing about musky. You got to use these baits that are like that big. It's stupid. So they say. Dude, yeah, well, yeah. So that's what oh, I. Oh, let me tell you. We walk in there, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get like a bait like that big." And the first cast I ever made on a musky in my life, five minutes into it, I hooked one. But I was using like a bass rod, and that obviously didn't work out. So I lost it. Well, anyways, I went with my buddy, and then he's like, "This is what you do." So we went out. We bought all that gear, and. Honestly, we could have caught 20 a day. Like, it was wow. stupid. You know what was crazy? When I went to the Lake of the Woods, and I got a short window, I brought a, I bought a big bait rod and a couple of big baits, and I had an opportunity. I knew I was going to have an opportunity to get a few casts, and I, I was able to get a few casts on an area, and this is no bullshit. I had, a, I had two followers, and they were, like, in the 25 to 35-pound class, and one hit ate the bait on a glide, and I didn't load up. I didn't let them load it up. I saw it, and I got so excited. And I did the textbook bad. <laughs> do <laughs> not ever do this. Yeah, I swung, and all I had to do is just let them just turn on the bait and just load it up. And I had this fish. And I'm like, what are the chances in ten minutes, two different fish? Okay. And I've never cast it on a muskie before. And then we go on the outside. We go to an island, right? And then I catch. I catch, oh gosh, about an eight pounder uh, pike. I, had, oh. I, I was, but, but just the anticipation though, and yeah. just to, to see all that and go through that. And it isn't it, to, re, to be rewarded like that with a, with a bite, just for the short Just getting a bite. Cool. Just to get a bite. Yeah, no. So I mean, weird. come on. One of those days, we went with a guide, just mess around. Mm-hmm. He didn't use Ford Face and so on. I was all about it. I was like, let's go like real musky fishing. 
and I got a bite, and I was like, that's all I could ask for. I got yeah. a bite. Yeah. If you get one bite, it's like it's a, a big good deal. Yeah. 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 Well, You're like, yeah, I'm not good. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, but going back to to when you get past beyond Texas, way beyond Texas, when you get out that way and you, from what I've experienced from many years ago, it's that they're in that set pace of certain baits. It's got to be this and their tunnel vision when it comes to a lot of techniques. It's their old, true, proven, yeah, this is what my grandpa did and that's what his dad did. And I've seen that. And I thought, gosh, with our West Coast, mean West Coast experience, and went there back in the day and just wrecked them when these guys are fish, you know, fishing jigging bobber or jigging minnows and doing all this stuff. I fished artificials and caught maybe a third less than them, but my fish were all bigger. Whatever it may be, smallmouth, walleye, whatever, pike, all my fish were bigger on the artificial baits. That makes, I, I agree. I mean, you're even in the for the calico. Like, I feel like the bigger fish are with the artificials. You know, I'm not against using live bait either. Neither am I. It sounds fun. Yeah, dude. I just want to catch some fish, man. (laughs) So that's what the cool, whole cool thing I like having you on is your mentality is a lot different than a lot of anglers. See, now you opened up a can. If I come here, (laughs) he's a live bait fisherman. (laughs) I I, I know, right? Oh, here we go. We're taking all the notes down. (laughs) Hey, you said you said you fish live bait at this deal. This, uh, come on, hey. If it's legal, but obviously I can't fish live bait all the time. Yeah, sponsors and stuff. Yeah, but man, I just want to catch fish. Yeah, have a good time. If it's legal. But you're in the limelight now. It doesn't work like that anymore, dude. I bought, so last summer, I bought five bluegill, right? I pull up on this school of fish. There had to be 200. Okay. And I'm still like, I'm learning every day. There, I see 200 fish, and I'd go out there, I'd catch one and stay an hour, not even another bite. And I would leave and come back and catch one. So if I had a camera guy with me. So finally, I'm like, I got to figure out what these things are. They're mm-hmm. not bass, I don't yeah. think. So I went and bought five bluegill. <laughs> not trying to keep it a secret yeah like, i don't care i'm gonna so i go up there and i went in this restaurant and i'm it's a bait shop too and i got some bluegill and someone saw me i guess buy some bluegill i'm just walking around with them yeah like i don't care <laughs> and i walk out and 10 minutes later there they are on social media already commenting <laughs> i just saw him buy bluegill that's what he's catching them on blah 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 the forums went nuts my facebook that's what he told me because i'm like I, don't, I would fish shiners and shit. He's like, but once you do it, you can't go. Hey, you're tagged. You know what it you're is? Tagged, hey. They're going to tag you as, as a. What happens? Once you suck a dick, you can't take that back. <laughs> but I will say this. Those those fish were not bass. What was it? I don't know. I didn't catch. You never probably caught car, him? Probably caught car, car, no. Okay. And through the bluegill way. But that dude was a pain in my ass for months. I had to block him. But five five bluegill turned into he saw me buy a hundred bluegill and that's how I was catching them all. And Sounds then I about caught, right. Caught a sherlunker. That's one of the same dudes that started the snagging rumors. Did they start a snagging rumor about you too? Dude, the game oh. wardens legit oh. were trying to catch me snagging. And then your Friday fish fries with eight pounders on up. I, so I got so long story short, man. I I some stuff happened and I called the game wardens out for some shady activity. And because of this guy, he was Wasn't local. this the one you had the tournament and kind of was a tournament angler, one of the wardens? I think you talked about it a little no, bit. No, no. Maybe not. This okay. guy, so this this dude, he's like tried to ruin my life, lives on the lake that I fish a lot. And I guess he knows all the locals, whatever. 
But he's the one that got everyone riled up about me snagging. Well, something let, happened later, and I got a ticket. I'll admit to it. I screwed up, right? It was nothing. It, it was nothing that I intended to do. Yeah. Um, do you mind saying what it was? It. So here's what happened. I'll, I'll clear up the story because it's all yeah, at over. Least the, because this way you could be like, "This is what I did." No, I, I screwed up. <laughs> you know. So this dude, anyways. Uh, December 16th, me and my buddy went fishing, mm-hmm. and the licenses in Texas go from August 1 to September 30th or 31st, whatever. Well, we're going to the lake, and I'm like, oh, crap, man, I need to get a license. And he's like, no, man, they go for a year now. And I was like, I've been buying one for five years here. I, I think they go out, like, September 31st. And this was December. And he's like, well, let me look. And he gets his, and he's like, oh, no, mine's a year to date. And it, I was with my buddy Reynolds, and I saw it, and I was like, "All right, well, cool. okay, well, mine's good." Yeah, but it's year because we bought them together. So I went fishing for four hours one day, and uh, no big deal. Next morning, go to the marina. Can Can you just print off my license? You know, she types it in. She's like, "Oh, your license expired," and I was like, "Well, his is good. How How's mine expired?" Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing a new thing where you can get year to date now, but you didn't pay that extra $5 or whatever it was. So yours expired. And I was like, well, okay. And this six in the morning, sun's not up. I said, well, go ahead and give me a new one. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Well, the day before, technically I fished without a license. Someone saw you fishing. Got a 40 pound stringer, posted online. Hey, 10 pounder, 40 pound stringer. But this is the question. Did that guy go check your fucking license from a day before? So it's all coming together. So, two months later, and I've never publicly told the story, but it was an accident, man. I screwed up. No. So, two months later, Game Warden's waiting for me at a different lake. And uh, he's like, we got a problem. And I was like, yeah. He's like, it's from back in December. And this was like February. And I was like, okay. He's like, you're fishing without a license. And I was like, yeah, man. Huge misunderstanding. Reynolds has went for... A year, mine expired in September. I like I didn't know I was going off his license. He's like, yeah, it's a little confusing, but that's a new option now. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm gonna have to give you a ticket. And I'm like, oh, wait, can't. two months ago, how the fuck is I that said, possible? I said, can we let this one slide? Re- it's called a retro ticket. <laughs> really? Did you, are you fucking serious? I never heard of it. No, but what it is, makes it sound like we're gonna retro you. Uh, you a know what ticket. I would have said? Ah, uh, that wasn't from that day. So. <laughs> I'm not a liar, and I wasn't I trying to. Them, I wasn't trying to hide anything, man. And I've brought literally hundreds and thousands of dollars of revenue to these communities yeah. and stuff. Me and Milliken and yeah. some other guys. So no big deal, whatever. And I was like, dude, can we just let this one slide? It was an accident. And he's like, you know what? It looks really bad when you're out here fishing and posting pictures, and you don't even have a fishing license. <laughs> I was like, I bought one before the sun came up the next day. If you knew where this place was, it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone. Any normal human being would be like, let me just go online and buy one. No service. There was none of that. So I couldn't buy one online. I couldn't buy one at a store because we got there late in the day. So anyways, it was just one of those deals. I fished, but unknowingly, without a fish, unknowingly fished without a license. And two months later, I got a ticket. Well, come to find out... uh, I guess the lady in the store told the dude who was accusing me of snagging. And he went to his buddy, which was a game warden. 
And that dude's just been like trying to ruin my life. Set up. And he was accusing me of snagging. Anyways, I'm. I said something. We need to invite him out here for some night <laughs> for some I, night fishing. Man, I said <laughs> I said something about the game wardens or the Texas parts, whatever it was, and then I got hammered on it. Well, I got a random phone call, random. Don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, and he's like, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know." Uh, what's going on? He's like, the the game wardens are trying to build a case on you for snagging, blah blah blah. And he's like, uh, last last year, so this would have been, it would have been spring. So mm-hmm. the spring prior to when I got caught in December, he said the game warden saw me catch three fish. I was fishing a point, and they came, they got on my boat, and they were insinuating that I was snagging. And the guy was like, I don't even remember his name now. He said, uh. No, man. Uh, I'll prove to you. I'll show you what I'm doing. I'm not snagging. And the game warden said to this random guy, yeah, uh, that Jones guy's out here snagging, so we're having to check everyone. <laughs> Talking about me. I'm like, what? Like, So anyways, it's just, long story short, I talked with like the biggest boss of them all up there, and he got that cut out, I guess. Like, that's a that that's hard for you to, to try so, to fish around this when people are kind of yeah so there was a lot of negativity going around and i'm in a limelight now and i guess i need to pay better attention you try to stay off social media now more because of that no i still i still have to but i man i fished without a license for four hours <laughs> right like well no i mean i dude i it think i've ac- done it before it was like an accident well, I think, I think we've all done it. Yeah. Didn't Jacob Wheeler fish a tournament without one and oh, DQ himself? Someone. Cool. Dude. It might have not been Wheeler. Wheeler's. Yeah, somebody. Uh, there's been a couple uh, cases it, like that. It was like a big yeah. pro tournament where they admitted, hey, like I forgot I didn't have a lot. Like, it happens. Yeah. And anyways, that guy went to the forums talking about me being a poacher. and hmm. So, yeah, I don't even know why we got started on the story. Yeah. <laughs> It's all because you're forward facing so much. Yeah. So, anyways, there's a story about me fishing without a license. It was an accident. So, when I moved to Texas here very shortly, I'm gonna buy a lifetime. So that never happened. So what? What's what? A uh, city moving to? I don't know yet. Uh, west of Fort Worth. Somewhere. Okay. Do you have a lot of other lakes you want to target up? That yeah. Way? There's a lot. There's a lot of good. Man, I know you guys got big ones, but Texas is the bass capital of the world. No, I'm dude. I've heard it is. Yeah, every single lake you fish, and there's hundreds. You have a chance at a 13 pounder. And you got ponds like up that little pond everywhere. Private lakes, ranch owners. But isn't Um, it? Isn't isn't it? As far as the lakes with all the trees, because here they they remove all our trees out of our reservoirs. But typically, like that type of terrain over there, um, you have a lot of trees out there, a lot of standing timber. Sand timber, a lot of it. You know, um, Ray, like Rayburn's got a ton of it. And then they have, you got lanes where you're supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know, running your boat. And every now and then somebody gets off the lane or gets cut off or whatever and hits a, uh, a stump and gets rolled and it's ugly. I so hear. the lake I fish, there's no lanes. It's pretty free, sketchy. Free for all. It's like 30 foot low. Fuck. So it's, it, they're in a drought. Like, yeah. and maybe not as much of a drought as, just people using all the water up but i mean it's low well as far as boat damage pro- i mean you got to be you're going to be breaking props spinning hubs uh you know that type of stuff i think that would be you're tearing up the bottom of your boat a little bit uh, i mean i haven't right. broken any of that stuff yet what kind of boat do you have phoenix love it 
but next time I go there, it's going to be about eight foot lower than it was last time Shit, I was there. So dude. who knows, you know, or but six or whatever. But you're not running. You're not running full plane everywhere you go. You 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 adjust to the given to uh, yeah ter- area uh, that you're fishing. There was one lake I was fishing, crappie fishing, you follow. It's it's like a six mile idle to get to the good stuff. Crappie fishing, dude. Wow. So, six miles. How long did that take? <clears throat> forever. <laughs> now a lot of it you can kind of run on the edge because mm-hmm. it's kind of eroded. You know there's no trees there, but I was like, this was back in the spring. One, I just said screw it. I just trimmed up, jack plated up, and just went just right through the timber, just right through it, and I didn't hit anything. Is a jack Lucky. plate is a jack plate necessary to fish Texas? Uh, no, no. I I like it, but Mississippi same way. Grenada, crappie fishing, dude. There's trees. That's crazy, yeah. Just trees, and you just run through them. And That's just, so scary. It's scary, man. <laughs> what about as far as from from going back many years ago? It's like guys that were heading back east. When I say east, everything's east of Arizona. And they were saying that the bigger you, the bigger, like we have community holes and we get areas where, you know, we'll get a lot of people that'll fish in certain areas, but they say over there, the bigger the lake, the bigger community hole, the more people. And, and you're going to find, and I've been told by many, many people for the last 20 plus years that some of these community holes that will hold 20, 30 boats at a time, these guys will congregate in it, but these are bigger areas. Obviously, you got a lot of offshore break lines, islands, and stuff, shoals. Now, they say that it's just a given, and a lot of people say, "Yeah, well, we're, you give up the teeners over here, basically. Once you head, you know, east of Arizona, you give up the the, the quality that we have here, versus averages three, four, five, six pound fish." throughout the country and as time progresses and from what you see at the higher level in competition these guys are catching a lot i mean they're catching smaller fish now i see in the tournament in the tournament end of it they're catching a lot of those two two and a half three pound fish and sometimes they're treating those two and a half pounders like gold to the point where <laughs> i mean i'm seeing more in recent times yeah. that they're just catching these smaller smaller fish throughout the country and I and I I mean I got spo- I think I've been spoiled here. Obviously, you know, having that on any given lake that I can go to, you know, typically on, on the majority of them, I can go out and say, yeah, I can catch a six pounder today I, on this given lake or a seven pounder if I do this a given technique. What's your biggest bass? Uh, fifteen. It was between fifteen sixteen. It was through uh, Bob's Marriott or not Bob's Marriott. Bob's um, taxidermy back in the day. He I took all the length girth measurements. I had it all cut with the fishing line. And then he did the math and uh, he wanted to make me a 16 pound mount. And I said, no, I'm not going to go heavy. He goes, well, you don't know what was in his belly. I go, I gave him the picture and showed him everything. And I told him, he goes, yeah, this is a legitimate 15. Could be 16. In fact, my fish, this is one thing on my fish, my, my measurements dimensions are almost identical to blocks fish. Really? Okay. And, and, and when he sent me the picture and I sent him mine, we both freaked out. We're like, our fish, our fish are identical. You guys just touched tips at that time. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, what were the measurements? Uh, I was twenty. I was twenty-five. In a was I twenty-five and a half? I believe twenty-five and a quarter by twenty-four. Twenty-four and a half girth. Twenty-five 
in a quarter length, I think it was. I have it written down at home. Yeah, the mount's fucking big. It's it's yeah. it's it's a it's a, it's a salt. But see, those are trout. That's a trout yeah. protein, high protein fed fish that has the thickest backs on them, mm-hmm. the tails. I mean, you know, their backs on them as wide as your shoe going across the top of them, you know, on the top of them. They're just huge, and they got nickel nickel eyeballs, you know. And we don't we don't see that that genetic that line of fish anymore. We really don't. Very few uh, op- opportunities that we have. You got a better and, picture of that fish. <clears throat> I mean, he, our fish in Texas are the same. That's 18. But is he, that you? That's, that's, no, that's Bass Jack. That was like the last that's, big that one. That was caught. what, a year ago, right? Two? Two years ago? Yeah. Year. He has the whole, he bring the mount to the <clears throat> toy drive and has like all the documents. Did he catch that on video? Yeah. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He put time in for it. That was a big, that was probably the biggest one. Where's this guy from? He's from here, but it wasn't here. It was like not around here. <laughs> hey, by the way, Blocks Fish did go what sixteen and sixteen, 16 something, and ch- yeah. sixteen and change. So, yeah. legitimately, my fish possibly could have been that sixteen that Bob wanted to mount. You know, yeah. But either way, I mean, just I was just grateful to even have an opera, yeah, opportunity yes. for that. And the thing is, is that the amount of time that you put in, you know, uh, to get a fish like that, and then every year it was taken away from us. Little did we know we were losing. That opportunity uh, to catch those fish like we have been. But I feel like now it's everything's moving back east, like you said. Mike Long's been snagging them all. <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys watch that video when it came out? Was everyone tripping on it? I didn't know anything about him or nothing until no. like a year ago when people started calling me Mike Long. Oh, you, that happened like two years ago. The Mike Long thing. I didn't. Three, I didn't, three, three, three plus yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah, I got some crazy phone calls on that. People just oh, feeling so sorry for him. I, poor I've Mike. I heard he's still fishing. For him? Yeah, they were saying poor Mike. And well, they didn't. They, they, they were. They were. They were like, yeah, poor Mike. Did you hear what happened to him? I'm like, what? And he I'm still like, fishes. I from what I heard, a couple people still talk to him. But I tried to get him on a couple times. I don't think it's gonna happen. Because I'm like, hey, I'd like to hear your whole story. Like, maybe there's a fucking story to it. I don't there's know. no story to that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I have no clue. Because you got had a guy that had some vendetta after him as well. You know, sure he was snagging, it's not right. It's fishing. To me, it's fucked up. But the story that they built around him is different. Like, dudes fish with them and he caught big fish. You know? Guys have seen him catch big fish. We so. could take this conversation to all different levels. I think we need to move. We need to bury that and move on. Just know that that's, that's I'm not snagging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But the thing, the thing about it though, is that in any level of competition, let alone just anywhere out there in any sport, whatever you're doing, there is there is a percentage of foul play, and of it's course. it's sad. It's sad. It <clears throat> yeah. Is, it is. And springtime here, it happens. And on the national trails, it happens. I mean, you yeah, saw MLF right. at yeah. Fork. There was an angler, plain as day, snagged two of them off a of bed. And one of them was coming in sideways, and one of them he unhooked, and, and his elbows were in the water. Uh, he unhooked the bass, okay. and his elbows were this in the water. This is national level? That's Major League Fit Bass Pro Tour, I think. What was it? What, what was not it? Bass Lake Ma- Fork. Not Bassmaster? So did you see Seth wow. Fighter the other day up, up north? That's crazy. I heard another one too, but I don't know much. I just I listen to shit and read stuff. The National Fishing Pro League. Yeah, something like that. That one, Fat Fish was coming in backwards too. That was off of a bed. Yep. And I know swim bait. 
nope that was <laughs> off of like a jig but yeah. i didn't i did talk to some other anglers and they were like the tournament director requested that every fish we catch is on video we bring wow. it and he went behind the video you know what's crazy though back in the day too when, when i was fishing tournaments and and you're fishing you're fishing during the spawn you don't have to be sight fishing you could be just blind casting too and you just you snag a fish and i've had my partners telling me well the guy who draw you're drawing with it just keep it i'm not gonna say nothing i'm like what <laughs> what are you serious <laughs> it just goes to show you their ethics of where, where their mind is no. of how much cheating how much cheating there's guys out there would do it even I, if I, I, I ran no i've ran into this several times i'm like dude i ain't i've i've even told my partner dude throw that fish back and they get so pissed at me i'm like you snagged that fish like on purpose they snagged it they snagged the fish and I, i'm gonna tell you something i don't if you're fishing it's it's spawn time okay spawn time and you know there's beds and you can see, a lot of times you can see them and I, i'm telling you dude you snag that fish it's not coming in it's going over the side yeah. and they we would be see. so pissed at me our, our legs aren't clear yeah. you, you you, you got to understand all it it's it's not worth losing your reputation for it it's, it's not fair but but there's always a percentage of that happening you know but now when you're saying at the national level there that's the whole and, and it's on film and I all mean, those all those people give everyone a bad name where when someone does something really good they automatically assume that it's not exactly true. now everything has to be cast to catch justification you know <laughs> right. i mean on and yeah. on to the point where okay you got to give a guy respect for his home home water if a guy wants to keep his home water in a dl let him keep his home water in a yeah. dl yeah. don't crucify him for that because he's just going to blow up the lake and you know what you're going to get guys on both sides pissed off at you you can't keep everybody happy. We yeah. don't, we don't have to worry and, about and it as much where we are. See, but but right here is is we're limited on our resources on catching those bigger fish. And now when you do catch them, it's like it's eleven o'clock. It's like eleven o'clock news channel, man. Everybody wants to know, and it travels quick. And now they're like, well, what are you catching on? What lake was it? What was he using? It's an interrogation. You know that comes behind that so how's butch brown maintain what he's doing up there i mean that's a small lake isn't it he's just he invites everyone to come to it dude yeah i mean it's just i think it's just be like you say you have confidence in what you can do and you know how you do it no one could replicate what you're doing is he content with what he's done and in, in fishing like he doesn't even care anymore i think i think from what it sounds like is he knew he had his chance and he'll still fish for the biggest fish he can but he doesn't think he's gonna get that 20 you know here he's yeah, o he's yeah. over he's over he's over it yeah. as far as the pond he's fishing on he's over that it's just looking for the next phase in his life you know you're transitioning from working full-time and then now he's going to be retiring so he's moving, looking at the next phase and the next phase is like he's going to fish under his conditions when where and how he wants to do it and more power to him because most guys can't achieve that but to accomplish what he did i mean to b basically uphold his life and have the stability the stability hold a marriage income <laughs> right. income income it, to do all that is just like hey the biggest thing to me is integrity you could hold, have sold your soul so many times dude and you i did. mean could, yeah i you mean know? how many you know how many times you could have broke the world record you know you got through a freaking beer can and they're full up full of lead you know <laughs> i mean it's just the opportunities were there but no but he did it straight up and the thing is is that you know to achieve that and to the hurdles and to, to achieve that is an accomplishment but that's a rare opportunity, yeah. a very rare opportunity. So the circumstances were there. He lined himself up, put himself in the right condition, in the right place, 
and was able to have access, access to that body of water on any given time, any moment, and like you said, at least five minutes from yeah. the house. I mean, that's like having it in your. That's like having your own lake. Your back, like being on being on your own lake. I mean, it was a dock, so to yeah. speak. You know, so that's that's great. You, you planned know? it all to work for him. It, it all lined up. It all lined up. But yeah. to, to do that for the amount of consecutive years, that myself for me is an achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, and having a wife to stay, stay by your side. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Dude. That 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 all equates. <laughs> that all equates to success. You know that just your whole what what happens off the okay that's another subject. But what happens off the water? What happens off the water also relates to what you do on the water. Yeah, that's a whole nother deal. But that that's having that b- behind you, that force, that positivity, and that force behind you helps you succeed. And you got the right woman by, by your side. You got your family man. You got things moving forward. That's good. You got a lot of positive. It's a lot of positive uh, got, energy there. We got one minute and eighteen seconds before this fucker shuts off. All right. So yeah. uh, let's. And I'm pretty sure you probably got to get going. Uh, Beat yeah, that traffic pretty soon. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I appreciate you coming on, dude. This is fun, and I'll try to get you out with someone. Yeah. This week, you guys and, uh, really need to come to Texas. Yeah, I want to. That's my next dude deals i want to take the whole podcast go there and maybe do some guys maybe some you need to come hey, texas texas has always been on yeah. my on my list um, i'll, I'll show you where to go what to do let's plug sponsors i'm not going there to piss people, i'm not going there to piss people <laughs> off no no you ain't worry about that <laughs> six cents uh dobbins russell marines where i get my electronics nice i'm running lawrence i'm not sponsored by lawrence yeah uh, i'm gonna forget a ton i already know phoenix boats bills marine Mercury, I didn't even know I was on their pro staff. And then I got an email the other day. I'm like, <laughs> sounds good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mer- so shout out Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how cool. much time we got? 46 seconds. All right. Did, was it good? Did we talk about it enough? Yeah. I thought it was great. I didn't ramble on about anything. No, I think it was great information from oh. you and from Kelly getting some good. You guys put some good live scope stuff on there as well. So there's, yeah. there's you want to plug anything real quick? There's always, there's always room for all kinds of stuff. Well, you but got you 34 know. seconds. Plug it. Okay. Refer to the manual, people. Here we go. <laughs> just, just all I can say is that I'm enjoying this whole thing, uh, this whole rodeo that we're on. I'm traveling down the, the road with uh, Nick here, and uh, we got a lot of things going on for the future too. So I'm looking forward to that and the toy drive coming up. And yeah. uh, so I'm just glad to be here. All right, guys. Thanks for the, po- uh, the time. And- Hope you guys like this podcast.